What's up, everybody? Pat Flynn here, and welcome to episode 339 of Ask Pat. Thank you so much for joining me today. All right, let's get to today's question from Warren. Hi, Pat. This is Warren again from the Superb Life blog, where anyone can reinvent themselves to improve relationships and do things that matter to others. I say the word again because if by any chance this question gets chosen, it would be my second one in your Ask Pat show. Thank you for answering my previous question, by the way. You helped me out more than you know. Also, there's no need to send me another free shirt. I'd much rather that you donate it to someone else instead. Anyway, here's a question that I hope you can help me with as well. I want to start a forum. I'm not sure if you ever started one, but I always wondered how someone encourages others to post messages or questions on a new forum that doesn't have a lot of content yet since it's still new. Thanks, Pat, for your time and keep doing what you do. Hey, Warren, thanks for your second question, and I'm so happy to feature it here again, and I appreciate uh, what you said about you know donating the shirt. We'll, we'll definitely do that. Uh, so to answer your question or questions, yes, I have started a forum of my own, and it is a very difficult thing to manage, I will say, especially if it's on your own site, away from other sites where people are already. For example, and I'm hinting at Facebook groups and Facebook communities and LinkedIn groups and those sorts of things, which are social platforms that people are typically already on and they'll get notified and, and they don't have to sign up for something new and they're already active there. Or a lot of them are active there anyway. The Facebook group that I have at facebook.com slash community just passed 10,000 users. And obviously when it gets to that point, Things are going to start to happen on their own. I'm hardly ever in there starting conversations. I'm in there chiming in as much as I can, but conversations are starting on their own. People are prompted and, and, and encouraged to and often are very, very uh, generous with their time and information that they share in there, which is, which is fantastic. But of course, if you're starting out and you just have a small number of people, uh, having a forum can be very difficult because the last thing you want when you have a forum is a ghost town. So what I would do is I wouldn't even really start a forum unless you know you have a good mass of people that can be in there to be active. Um, what I would do in the meantime would be some create something like a Facebook group, for example, which is free. A lot of people are on there already, and uh, it's great. Now, it's not the best because searching through older archive posts isn't the best. Uh, you know, Threading isn't the best as well with specific comments that people might leave and it's like i said hard to find stuff that you've mentioned before the nice thing about having a traditional forum on something like bb press or uh, vanilla forums or you know some other website based forum product uh, is that things are easily searchable people create their own profiles you can go um in and find other conversations that people have been in already it's a lot easier to do those sorts of things but if you're just starting out it can be very difficult to keep things active so when you're starting out Maybe you just came out with a course and you have a small membership site and you want to keep a forum on there, which you know is understandable. It keeps people on your own stuff. And you know Facebook, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen to Facebook years down the road? All those groups that everybody has now, I mean, they might not be active anymore down the road. We'll see. But if you have your own group, you get to control it, and that's the nice thing. But when you're starting out, it's difficult. So encouraging people to discuss and participate is very, very important. So I'm really glad you asked this question, Warren. There's a number of different things you can do. The number one thing that you might be able to do 
is make sure you schedule time to start conversations. A lot of times people are just kind of waiting to be prompted to do something and share things. A lot of people don't want to be the first one to start a discussion, and especially if it's just starting out. you know, People want to see to make sure that their questions are going to be answered and that people are actually looking at their stuff. So when you're first starting out, you, you really have to be active, you specifically, and you and your team. It, it would be very smart of you, Warren, or anybody else out there who wants to start a forum if you have a team – or you might even hire somebody to be in there to be a community manager. This is something that Fizzle.co does very well. They have Barrett on board specifically to manage the community and manage people's uh, pathway to success, which I think is great. So again, that's Fizzle.co, an amazing uh, group of, of guys who are creating just the best online courses out there, which is great, Fizzle.co. Uh, and Barrett is their community manager, which was a very smart move on their part, I feel. Now, I know another person, Darren Rouse, when he created his community, he had a a few people on board. I think there was somebody named Andrea, and I'm trying to remember. But they would be in there as the admins of this community. Darren was in there every once in a while. But these were the people who were specifically – you know, they they were put in the position to be there and make sure conversations were happening and people's questions were getting answered for the reasons that I mentioned before. And they were starting conversations to prompt people to respond and get used to typing in and going into the forums as well. I mean that's one of the cool things about having it on Facebook is people are signing into Facebook anyway. When they go into Facebook to check their status or update their status, there might be a notification from other people in the group that they're in and then they don't have to go anywhere else. When you have a membership site or a forum of your own, people will often have to log in and go to this place and then go to that place to find their specific thread, whereas on Facebook, obviously, they've built it in a way where it's really easy to access those things. So going back to your question, what can you do to encourage others? Have people in there to help start those conversations for you. That's going to help out a lot, again, to reply to specific comments that are already being made to make sure that people know that they're actually being listened to, and that'll encourage them and get them excited about commenting even more and responding to other people's comments and questions as well. Now, here's a a list of a few things that you could do to encourage people as well. You could do contests. You can do, for example, challenges. Challenges are great. So there might be a thread, for example, and I know somebody who does this really well. This is Steve Cam over at nerdfitness.com. He has an amazing community, which has now grown into over, I think, 200,000 people, which is crazy. But even in the beginning, he was doing these uh, what he called the rebel challenges uh, which is pretty cool. I think I think they were called the Rebel Challenges because it kind of goes along with the Star Wars theme. Again, nerdfitness.com, which is a great site. And always – everybody in the internet marketing space seems to use his site as an example of a way to niche down in a particular industry because you know fitness is huge. Health and fitness is, is expansive and very saturated, but he was able to crush it by targeting nerds. And he's able to speak to them in their language, and it's very cool. So again, Steve's a great guy as well. Nerdfitness.com is his website. But he does these challenges every few often where for X number of days people are committing to do something and they keep updating everybody else in the forum on how they're doing in their challenge. That's really, really smart and a great way to get people active and encourage people. And then sometimes at the end people or a lot of times in the end, especially with with Steve's site, complete the challenges and they have amazing results and they share share their pictures and stuff. So you might be able to find a way to do something similar with what you are talking about, Warren, in your website. Another thing to do is encourage people to share their wins, to share case studies of what they're doing, to be open to promoting a little bit of what they're up to in exchange for also sharing something that they're working on that is helpful and doing really, really well. Um, That could be helpful for everybody else as well. Uh, You also want to ask questions of the community. 
and actually prompt them, even though even though you might know the answer, it's, it's sort of a way of quizzing people. You know, that's why we're all so in love with game shows, and why we'll spend an hour watching a game show when we don't even know who the contestants are. It's because we love to know that we know the right answer. So if you know, we won't be given, or we won't excuse me, we won't have an opportunity to share a right answer to something if nobody asks us a question where that we might know the answer to. So asking questions is great, and also having people share what they're working on. As well, those are all great ways to encourage people to, uh, to to participate, which again is very very important in the beginning. I would also reach out to people, especially if you have a small amount of people, and it won't take too much time to do this, but it'll it'll make a dramatic effect. Is that when people post for the first time, uh, you want to thank them and and maybe send them an email or have somebody on your team send them an email that literally thanks them for for you know being active in there, encouraging them to do more, and and having them understand that their comments and questions are being listened to. Uh, that's something I would definitely, definitely do. Um, also, if you have a membership website, one of the first things you can do in the onboarding process when you get people through and finally logged in, maybe they watch a welcome video that you have showing them all the different components of the membership site. Here's module one. Here's how you view a video. Here's how you can download a worksheet or a, the MP3 file. And here's the forum where you can ask questions and comment and leave your suggestions on people's others, other people's questions. And to start off, I want you to introduce yourself. So here's the thread. Go to this link here. It's below the video and click on it and introduce yourself and share who you are, what you're up to, where you live or not where you live or I mean maybe what part of the country you're from or something like that. You don't want to ask necessarily for people's addresses obviously. Um, and then also I, I loved asking people when I'm asking them to introduce themselves to share a fun fact or something interesting about them and that helps everybody else remember who that person is. Um, so obviously if I was like, hey, my name is Pat Flynn. I have a blog at smartpassiveincome.com. I'm I'm just in love with spending time with my family and uh, almost as much as I'm in love with Back to the Future. No, just kidding. I obviously love my family more than Back to the Future, but it's pretty close. Now, how could you ever forget somebody who said something like that? So, of course, encouraging people to share some interesting fact about them will help you and everybody else remember that person as well. And even though it might not have anything to do with what you're talking about and what you're teaching and encouraging people to do, it does have everything to do with who that person is and in a forum, you want people to be human and talking to each other and remembering each other. So that's the goal behind that. So Warren, I hope that answers your question. Thanks again for the question today. Uh, I really appreciate it. And you know, just your generosity and and what you said about not wanting another t-shirt. So we'll save that one for somebody else. And uh, thank you so much. For those of you listening, if you have a question you'd like potentially featured here on the show, just head on over to askpat.com. And if your question, question hasn't been featured before, we will definitely send you an Ask Pat t-shirt free of charge for having your question featured here. And I want to ask you really quick for everybody listening, if you have a quick second, head on over to iTunes and leave a quick review for Ask Pat. There's only a handful of reviews uh, which is surprising because there's three times as many episodes of Ask Pat than there are of the other podcasts that I have, Smart Passive Income, which has over 1,600 reviews. Uh, just a spare moment, just a, a, a quick, honest review is, is all I'm looking for. I really appreciate it. It helps encourage me and the team keep pushing forward or to keep pushing forward. And uh, as always, I like to end with a quote. So again, thank you for your reviews in advance. And here's the quote to end the week off. This is from Mark Twain. He says, People often say that motivation doesn't last. Well, neither does bathing. That's why we recommend it daily. Cheers, take care, and that was your daily dose of Aspat, and I can't wait to serve you next week in next week's questions of Aspat. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Have a good one. 
Hey there, thank you for listening to Ask Pat 2.0. Now, you might have noticed that we haven't published a new episode in a while. And that is because in 2023, after 1,269 episodes, we decided to sunset the show. For now, at least. And this way, we can focus our energy and efforts on our other podcasts and other projects. That being said, all 1,269 episodes are still live and downloadable, and the published dates may be old, but there are still a ton of questions I've answered on the show and people I've coached. Those episodes are just as valuable as they were back then. So you can also visit smartpassiveincome.com slash askpat to dig through the archives. Plus, there's a search tool on the website that lets you search across our podcasts and blog. And of course, the Smart Passive Income podcast is still live and energetic and awesome and publishing twice a week. So make sure you're subscribed there so we can still continue this conversation. And we have some of the foremost experts and thought leaders in entrepreneurship on the show every single week. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Again, check it out. It's the Smart Passive Income podcast. Just find it wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can find it there as well. Thank you again for listening in and I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.